0: Hello everyone, um, my name is Freya Carmichael and I'm a Kondamuka woman belonging to Minjirabah, North Island and Morgumpen, Morton Island. And I'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of where we gather on today and pay my respects to our elders, past and present, and acknowledge our um, ancestors and all of your ancestors. Uh, so I'm um, the curator of the new IMA Bell Tower Gallery um, that is uh, Initiative of Arts Queensland, a 12-month pilot program. And just recently um, we opened up the space and Mandy Quadrio is a um, first artist to, to show work here and, and christen the space. And as um, part of the opening celebration, we had the Yeronga Pen, Yeronga Pen Dances come through and um, they did a really beautiful cleansing of the space and um, to prepare it for many stories to come through over the pilot program and there's um, Mandy. It's t- stories have travelled all the way from Tasmania, Palawa woman and so I'll, I'll
1: hand it over for Mandy to introduce herself. Um, thank you everybody for coming. Um, I'd also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land, <coughs> the Turrbal and the Jagera and the um, Whose land I'm showing this exhibition. I feel really honoured to be showing here, and I'm, I'm and um, so I'm a Palawa woman, and my ancestral countries, Tebrakuna, in the northeast of Tasmania, we're coastal plains people, and also I have connections to the Oyster Bay Nation in the east of Tasmania. So yes, I feel very honoured to be the first person here in this in this wonderful space. It's such a prominent space in Brisbane, and. Um, um, yeah, it's 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 really quite quite an honour. Yeah.
0: So um, one thing that me and Mandy both have in common is that we're both people of the sea. <laughs> I'm a, a saltwater woman. Um, I, I'm sure many of you have visited Menderribah, North Stradbroke Island, Kwandamuka Country, um, our beautiful saltwater bay and, and sandy beaches and. Um, on our country, we have an uh, abundance of, of materials that my ancestors have used since a long time. Um, beautiful swamp reeds for weaving and um, uh, shellfish. And, um, and so Mandy also has a very rich tradition that, and here tonight we're surrounded by it.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so I think Freya and I, um, we connected really through... We, we realised that we have quite a strong connection. We're both island women. And um, our histories are similar, even though they're at different ends of the continent. And um, so as island people, we respond to the saltwater stories and the, the um, elements of the sea, which are really prominent parts of my history and Freya's. And also, I know that you, um, you work a lot with fibres, and you particularly like the fibres of the sea that, that I bring to, the, to this work here. Yeah. This work um, here is called The Country Within and this represents my country, um, my countries, my ancestral countries in, in the north and east of Tasmania. Um, I use this, so most of the material here is kelp, it's almost exclusively bull kelp which is um, described as the forest of the sea down there. It can grow up to 60 metres in length and um, it inhabits the sea but it also inhabits the coastal shorelines and it provides um, it habitats for so many of the sea and land creatures. Um, so I gather this material when I go down hunting and gathering with my, my aunties and we talk about you know past histories and present memories and we make new memories as we we gather and collect this material. So this has all come up from Tasmania and um, so I treat it in in, in different ways, Uh, um, it's an organic natural material so it it really has a mind of its own. In fact since I've installed this exhibition it's changed quite a lot and the material continues to change which I think is quite lovely. Um, and it also speaks to how myself as a person, my identity, and my culture and my history is constantly changing. So I think that that brings another level to to the work. So, Mandy, are you able to talk about
0: how um, these this material, as well as continuously a part of your work, these um, beyond this exhibition, the material be worked into new forms and. Sorry. Oh, um, yay, hi, this, this material here is, is continuously used across your practice. Um, mm-hmm. Yes,
1: it's um, sustainable of, of this materiality. Mm-hmm. So with, with the book help, I reuse it. I use it all the time. In fact, there's a piece in the window there that I, I had in an exhibition last year in Maywa, which I also um, did with Freya. So that work continues to appear in my work and a lot of this kelp will be reused again. Um, so I just re-manipulate it and and try to prevent it from decaying. So, but in terms of the material, it represents my uh, Palawa resilience and our ongoing presence because we're always, in Tasmania. we're all, always confronted with the, the myth that we're extinct. So... In terms of these exhibitions, I'm bringing forward my stories to show that I'm still here. We haven't gone anywhere. We're, we're still here, and we're standing strong. And um, we've never, we've never gone anywhere, despite what's what's been told in the grand history of colonisation. So I continue to make works, and I'll continue to use the material. Um, and, and and through the materials, I I engross myself with the physicality and. And um, I bring forward sometimes difficult narratives, however, I do that with, um, that's my choice to bring through those sometimes difficult stories, because um, I accept the fact that the material unpredictable, my stories are unpredictable, and... As, as much as I want them to be predictable the material doesn't allow for that so I bring them forward with an acceptance and and a beauty so that um, so that viewers might find them vis- visually interesting and engage with the, the the narratives that are embedded within the materials across this exhibition
0: um, you have brought in those different histories of of bringing in um, over in the corner here the the bullet belt and um, we have the spear and the ancestral basketry of the water carrier baskets and yeah. did you want to talk a bit about that Mandy of, of your how you've um, the materials you work with beyond the bull help too? how they're also loaded with a lot of history
1: and stories so in the piece in the corner that that's called speaking with Alison um, that's references my mother who vanished when I was a baby. So that, um, and she's, we've never found her. So that story also speaks to the erasure of Palawa peoples. And quite often my mother, it keeps appearing in my work. And so that, that particular piece is embedded with a colonialist bullet belt and... It's quite difficult to see, and that's deliberate, so that it it requires that you go up and have a close-up view, and and um, it's it's speaking to the fact that you need. To, it, it's bringing viewers into the work to ha- to perhaps look more closely at these buried Australian colonial histories. So it's talking about um, yeah how how these these objects of colonialist annihilation have impacted on on us as Indigenous people. Um, And also there's a piece there that's embedded with a a sort of semi-broken spear and it has an uncanny nature. If you go near the spear, it tends to follow you. (laughs) And it it sort of perhaps poses the question, who's holding that spear? So that's, um, it has a mind of its own, that work. um, But it's also taking aim at other works and particularly one of these other works here um, that's been oiled and ochered and, yeah, those works are speaking to each other. These three works here um, are my ancestral grandmothers from, from Tebracuna and they're... Keeping that, that's Waibalubera, Perenna and Nimirani, and they're keeping um, a watch over everybody and supporting us in our quest for for bringing forward Palawa histories and Palawa stories and and um, new memories. In
0: the detail on these works too, Mandy, and as well in the central piece here. Um, there's elements that have almost that fragments being brought together um, they've been repaired and stitched together that, that detail and um, a- across this exhibition as well there's that um, yeah emphasis on, on bringing the past and the present together and um, I know we've in our previous um, projects we've done together and, and you've worked with um, steel wool and yeah so other material that's really, is loaded too as that reference.
1: Yeah. Um, quite often the stitching, like you say, um, references fragmented histories. Particularly in this work here, um, dancing on Tebrakuna, it's been stitched and mended. Um, it's bringing it's bringing forward the the fact that a lot of our histories have been um, fragmented. A lot of our people have been. Dis- disenfranchised and removed and annihilated. So I'm stitching these back together, mending those histories. It, the work generally moves, so I'm showing that we're we're still moving, we're still present on country, and I've oiled and oaked it so that it's that's it's like a healing salve, a healing ointment that's um, that's bringing. That's that's keeping us dancing and and um, celebrating our ongoing existence. And the kelp actually does dance on the water too. I had
0: the, um, the honour of visiting Mandy's country at the start of the year, and um, on the on the cliff, I was, the sun was setting, and I could see the, the kelp just beautifully moving in the water, shimmering away, and um, and it was around that time too. Man, me and Mandy were in discussion about the exhibition here, and um, well, yeah, really bringing in those qualities too of, of the kelp. And
1: it's, it's a seascape, and yeah. yeah. Well, it does. It's beautiful. The kelp. It's um, it's to see it on the water. It's just lovely. It does. It dances and it moves, and it's quite. It's it's such a robust and strong material. It's it's incredible um, and it's quite dangerous as well if you go swimming you can easily get caught up and drown. But this piece here, it's it, ideally it, it should be activated so it's moving and then we've got the shadows here from the grid which sort of work like, it's almost like a fishnet, it's created like a, a, a fishnet where the, the pieces of kelp appear as, as trapped so it's also talking a little bit about entrapment there, but it's also creates a harmonious interplay between the Palawa cultural expression and this Western cartographic grid. So that, that was a, a nice outcome of, of the way of the work was installed. The
0: grid also reminds me of um, those underwater that you go down into the sea and yeah. yeah, like almost like a fishing
1: yeah 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 it is it it's it's, um, it, it's taken on quite a, a fishy yeah. sort of aspect really has and yeah,
0: also very- yeah if we've um, we've watched the kelp this installation change and and shrink or grow and let off some fragrances it's, it's very much um if, if you've come through here in the past few weeks um it's yeah for a moment there it had that really strong underwater smell and yeah very touching all the senses and yeah
1: it, it, the the help does have a smell because it's it's um it's a plant and it's organic as i mentioned so it's um it's yeah it's living really so It has an unusual smell, I I haven't really smelt it today, but I think everybody responds to it a bit differently, but um, but as I said before, it changes, and some of the works change quite considerably since I installed, and there's a piece I've been watching in the middle there, and it was dragging on the ground only last week, it's a central piece, and now it's actually about five centimetres above the ground, so... In, it just seems to move up and down because the kelp responds to atmospheric conditions and, and it responds to the water and the land. It changes all the time, and, and it, as it, it's, you know, I'm unable to take the control, as, as I mentioned before. So, as much as I try to control it, I'm unable to do that. And there's a piece in the window that's shrunk so much, uh, it's almost. Disappeared to me because it was quite a large piece when I when I first constructed it. So, but I think that's also quite quite interesting I, I, that that it's changed. And I just I, I look at it and I think you know it's um, yeah. So that 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 um and also it, with the change if it's left outside outside of controlled conditions because it is. An organic material; it will decay and disintegrate, and um, and that that idea of decay and, and it speaks to the it, the disrupts that grand colonialist narrative, you know. And so it allows me to to take control of of my own stories and to tell my own stories. So that that high di- whole idea of of the decay is is um, quite a, a potent. Um, um, structure yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and um
0: what I often think about too with our um our ancestral forms um where I come from um on Kwandamuka country uh, my ancestors had um beautiful flat bags with very intricate um looped and knotted weaving with a diagonal stitch and when we study those bags I'm just like how did they know how to work with the material this particular way how did they know how to create this particular weaving pattern to, to create this form and it's very much like knowing how to work with this material and and to create these particular forms that have been used co- across time it's it's when you really think about it and how that knowledge persists so strongly today as well and in your um, work over here the, the beautiful water carriers and how your own experience of, of working and manipulating with the material
1: too. So the water carriers, there's two little water carriers on that piece at the back and um, those those objects have been around for as long as we know. As I said, we, we used um, the kelp to to create water carriers and food carriers and um, there's actually a piece in the British Museum that was collected in the 1850s. So it's it's still there because it's in c- controlled conditions. And um, so we also used kelp. We ate kelp. People still eat kelp today, of course. And um, But I know that my ancestors used it for shoes and for body protection. So I asked the kelp to, um, to continue to hold and carry my stories and to protect protect me as well. I
0: think, Mandy, around when we were um, developing the exhibition too, you mentioned how um, kelp was becoming quite popular as a super material and, yeah, yeah, like um, kelp farms being established and like Mm. a a super food and, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, um, kelp also is now subjected to over-harvesting and also climate change and and, um, ocean pollution. So it's sort of suffering under those conditions and um, you know we we continue we, we continue to care for country and we just collect it from the coastal shores but yeah the kelp is you know it's also um, suffering as well in in terms of you know becoming endangered as a as a plant yeah yeah
0: and uh, um
1: abundance of kelp
0: means a healthy ecosystem in that water and yeah yeah, if the kelp's Mm. not around what's that mean yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. and it's also so heavy sometimes hey yeah it is yeah
1: Yeah, especially when it's waterlogged on the sea it's really quite heavy to to carry the heavy sort of smelly salty sand Yeah. yeah so but um but it's wonderful, I, I love it, I have, I, feel I have a real affinity with the material, I just love it, I've got it all over the house and everywhere, just yeah. yeah. It's, and it's actually, it's a, a potent representation of my existence, um, it, it's, it grounds my art practice and um, you know it, it speaks to who I am and it's a really strong, strong representation of my identity and, and my culture.
0: And um, in this exhibition too, the the variety of kelps that you've brought in—the um, very dark kelp and the um, golden,
1: rich caramel—yes,
0: yeah, so how would you yeah. describe it?
1: Um, well, it, there are there's so many different varieties, but quite often I find them in the same same coastal areas, but. The variety of kelp is really quite incredible, the different, um, the holy stuff and the the red, the red shiny, um, almost golden, Uh, I've got green kelp, which which when you shine it to the light it just has a beautiful green colour and then there's also a bright yellow kelp, it's quite diverse, it's really an amazing material, yeah.